there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. What's going on? What are y'all doing out there? Enjoying some uh, some walk-up music. Yeah, you looked up some some softball walk-up music. Well, I no no. no. <laughs> I typed in walk-up music, best walk-up music. Oh, okay. The first list I came to was specifically for softball. I thought that was interesting. It was an interesting list. This was on it. And we picked it one. We, we've already played this in the intro, but also one of the Texas Tech baseball players uses part of it. And not the Drake part, which we listen to now, but the Travis Scott. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyways, it started a really good conversation it, yeah. a few minutes ago. Well, it's a good time to use it because the softball team is headed to the NCAA softball tournament for the sixth time ever. Yeah, they are. They're going to be there on Friday. Friday. They're playing um, LSU, Monmouth, and who's the third team? Let's see. They will go head-to-head against Louisiana Tech on Friday. Louisiana Tech, there it is. And then they'll face either Monmouth or LSU. Um for the remainder of the tournament. So congratulations to Adrian Gregory, rest of your staff, rest of your players. Fantastic season. Yeah. Absolutely. Probably, you know, with such a great preseason, might have been a little bit disappointed in Big 12 play. They went 8-10 and in uh, Big 12 play, but they still have a chance to – still got a chance to rock the world. All you got to do is make that tournament. Yeah, man. And then from there, it's a whole new season. Yep. So congrats. Brand over. Brand over. Brand over. <laughs> I was trying to say start over and brand new, and uh, that's that's what I came up with. Okay, so we were also talking about some of our, what we think we would use f- for walk-up music. Um, Michael, did, from this conversation, do you remember where you think you would go walk-up-wise? <clears throat> I've I've eliminated some. Wait, 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 hold on. Please tell me that Sam Hunt, Body Like a Back Road, is still in the consideration. No, that has unfortunately been removed from the list. That's false. It's his favorite song. No, it is. no, that is fact. This is this confirmed. Is this is hurtful truth. Hashtag twenty seven outs. This is not real life <laughs> that you're spreading. <laughs> but no, I I haven't really giving it a ton of thought we were just kind of talking about it but you went through a few that i really liked that were popping up and oddly enough whole lot of love by led zeppelin was was one of them and it it worked i could see that one working for me so one of my favorites well sorry there are two two favorites i'm I'm gonna play for you 
one because they're just they're just a really ballsy call out from the the batter, right? Oh yeah. So one is from Pantera. Walk. Oh yeah. So one, it doesn't like doesn't portray a whole lot of confidence that you're going to get a hit. Well, and <laughs> or it, maybe you're just trying to get in the head of the batter, no, the, I, the, the, the pitcher. Yeah, I think that's it. I think you're saying that the pitcher, the pitcher should respect you and just walk you. That's their that's their only way out of this. Just intentionally walk you to first base. Otherwise, pay the consequences. The other one, excuse me. Um, we think should either be be used by the ninth batter in the lineup, yeah, or possibly a walk on. Um, so I'm trying to find a clean version of it. Start it. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. Started from the bottom, now my whole team. I could see that working. I could see that one working. I I didn't truly believe it was a clean version, so I was like, that's about where. We're trying to keep from the explicit tag and until football season starts. Yeah. (laughs) Then all bets are off. So, started from the bottom, I think would be a pretty baller walk up from the number nine hitter. Yeah. (laughs) Or like a walk on, like a. Pretty on the nose. Like a pinch hitter walking mm-hmm. up, started from. The, anyways, I think one of one of my favorites that made the list somehow for the softball walk up songs was "Brick House" by the Commodores, which is very yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. It's very interesting. I I didn't know that that would be accepted in in good taste, but that's funny. Um, one of the other ones I really liked, or I, I thought was was funny, and I probably would have laughed if I had heard it as a walk up song was. Um, Oh gosh, what was, was it? it? Sweet mean, dreams. Yeah, sweet dreams by Eurythmics. Eurythmics. Yeah, that's a good one. But it's surprisingly, it's got, it's got a beat. You can brick house. Yeah, you said that one. Yeah, you can you can walk up to that one. I can I can see that one working. No diggity by Blackstreet. Oh yeah, big <laughs> supporter, big supporter of Blackstreet's, uh, <laughs> a one hit wonder that I know of. Sorry mm-hmm. to dis. Uh, diss any Black Street fans out there I may have my facts wrong They may have had several hits And those with the memory from a few years ago On the, the quest to name a Third slash fourth quarter song At Texas Tech football Got a lot of winners from The voting on this list You've got a Thunderstruck by ACDC mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, There's always an ACDC song Seven on Nation Army, The White Stripes Yeah, overdone um, overdone in so many ways. Gosh, there's something else on here too. What did they end up going with? Was I, have, it a, I have no idea. I don't remember it working. It didn't remember because it like the, the the first game they. Oh did, yeah, it you talked like, about it like halfway through the song. That's like, how you got fired. <laughs> yeah, we went there. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we, we we may be curating a, a playlist here of our favorite walk up songs as we go through some of the. Postseason baseball, yeah. Here, so I think really uh, one time I mistakenly heard, mistakenly heard. This is I mistakenly heard 
what I thought was a walk-up song over the radio, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast once or twice, that turned out to just be the stadium guy playing some music over the speakers. <laughs> and it was Nancy Sinatra's These Boots Are Made For Walking. And I remember hearing that, and I thought, now that's pretty, that's pretty bold. That's a good walk-up song. I'd go for that. Because I, I forget who it is. I've only been to one baseball game and you can't hear everything through the radio, but getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I forget who it is at Tech, but someone uses Miley Cyrus's party in the USA. (laughs) And I, I respect that. I respect that quite a bit. So... I may lean towards something like that that kind of throws people off and kind of uh it's kind of lighthearted but still uh still a lot of fun cuz I I don't know it, every time Miley came on every <laughs> the stands were um they were definitely singing with it the other good one those that go to the Texas Tech baseball games or that listen to the Dinger Derby podcast oh yeah Which cracks me up, like some of the lyrics in the song. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're, they're uh, not like racist, but like they're close. In today's society, like, how do they get away with that? Yeah, how, how can keep your hand on your gun? Yeah. Don't you trust anyone? So, don't trust anyone. So apparently. On gringos, only, only dead men and gringos are to be trusted. Yeah, so that's thanks, Ennio Morricone. That's that's probably Morocone. that's not really a <laughs> that's probably frowned upon now, but I do enjoy that. I, I forgot when they played that when I was at the game. I know they squeeze it in every time. I think it was during a pitch and change. I think they do it. Yeah, or a replay when, when the something um, like that. They played almost the whole song, or they did play the whole song. I think it's when the opposing team is switching out pitchers. That might be it. That and Ring of Fire. Okay, yeah, I heard Ring. Okay, that makes sense. I heard both of those. Baylor did switch out pitches around that time. (laughs) I didn't know they had a set thing that they did. That's Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Yep. All right, let's talk some basketball. Let's do it. Okay, so first off, um, I don't have it in here, but you... You gained a commitment this week. Correct? We did. I'm blanking on his name. Holyfield. TJ Holyfield. Transfer from SFA. We talked about him as one of our possibles 
on that huge list we gave out a couple weeks ago. He was at a baseball game a few weeks ago. Yeah, he. I think he was at the Baylor game. Yep. Or uh, the Oklahoma yeah. State. It, I think it was game two. three of the Baylor series because that so. was on a Saturday. So he took the visit to Texas Tech, then went up to see his former coach at Illinois, Brad Underwood, came away and said, you know what, coach? I'm going to go to go to Texas Tech. Take my talents to Lubbock, Texas. Welcome, TJ Holyfield. Interesting enough, the last time TJ Holyfield played was an SFA's game against Texas Tech in the NCAA tournament two years ago. Because he sat out this past season. Um, and then their last game before that was when they got eliminated from the tournament in 2017. Huh. So he fun little tidbit there. He decided to decided to come to the dark side, I guess. Mm-hmm. So TJ Holyfield is a grad transfer. Will be joining the program here in the summer here pretty soon. I would assume SFA's classes are wrapping up just like Texas Tech's are, um, because I think we're in, we're in the we're wrapping up finals season as we speak. Correct. Baseball was off this week for finals um, did not play a weekend series did not play a midweek series they are getting ready to play Thursday Friday Saturday we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah so they, they should be finishing up their classes here pretty soon I don't know if uh, Holyfield's gonna go home or have some time off before coming out to Lubbock but he will be joining the Red Raiders and I can't get my computer to load Fantastic. What are you trying to what are you trying to talk about? TJ Holyfield. What do you want to know? He is a senior. <laughs> oh god. From Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is so terrible. I'm so sorry. I just just all right. Six eight two thirty. Dang. There we go. That's what you're looking for. Um so his his game is is not like Narenz Odiase, but has the body similar to Odiase. He's he's a little bit lighter, but <clears throat> got pretty good offensive skills. Um, I think he's more offensively talented than Tariq Owens in terms of creating shots, hitting shots. Um, he's going to make a, an impact on the defensive side, but not through the high-flying blocks that you saw from Owens. Um, so excited to have him mm-hmm. joining the Red Raiders. And then the other thing, basketball news this evening, the NBA draft lottery happened. Yes. How did that go? I've got it pulled up. I actually know how it went. I'm just trying to make good podcast. Um, we know... what We... we know the likely winners of the Zion Williamson sweepstakes. Yes. Assuming that who has the first pick is going to take Zion Williamson. Which is a pretty safe assumption. Yep. So number one pick uh, here in about six weeks is going to the New Orleans Pelicans. Congratulations. <laughs> going to go play with uh, Anthony Davis. Well, we'll see. If he um, if he's still there, <clears throat> maybe uh, maybe that'll keep him there. I know that he was he expressed, I believe he expressed explicitly wanting to be traded earlier this year, and then we'll see. They missed the trade deadline, and oh, so no. then we, that was awkward. Unfortunately, so, I missed the trade deadline. Yeah, so from February till the end of the season was 
was a I'm sure an interesting time in the New Orleans locker room. Uh, number two is going to the Memphis Grizzlies, probably looking at either Ja Morant from Murray State or R.J. Barrett from Duke. Whoever doesn't go two will go three to the Knicks. Makes sense. Those two are pretty like it's it's, oh. a, it, it's it's pretty well expected that whoever goes like if John Morant goes second, R.J. Barrett for sure is going third. Okay. RJ, if R.J. Barrett goes third, John Morant. Or sorry, if R.J. Barrett's second, John Morant's going third. Okay, so it's it's accepted that once the Lakers, which how did the Lakers get on here? No. Idea. Anyway, once the Lakers get to their fourth pick, those three guys are going to be off the table. Yep. No matter what order. So four. Um, Interesting. I don't. I'm blanking on his name. I, I saw it, and it's a guy I didn't actually recognize. Do Do you remember mock drafts and all that kind of stuff? Who was looking at, at number four? No, but I have a theory for number five. There, there are a couple. Um, oh, Darius Garland. Okay. Um. Okay, number five, Cleveland Cavaliers. You're you're theory is my theory is that um the cleveland cavaliers just hired michigan's old coach yep beeline Balin, and <laughs> whatever <laughs> however you pronounce that man's name and michigan's old coach lost to texas tech that they did he got a real up close and personal look at number 23 he, he got to scout Jarrett culver very close <laughs> and in person so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just if if that happens, you heard it, you heard it first here. The mock drafts would say that DeAndre Hunter from Virginia is going five. Also a solid pick. Oh yeah, number six, Jared Culver, Phoenix Suns. Ah, uh, the Suns would be like an interesting landing place for Culver. I think. Like I think for, so too. My limited NBA knowledge. I know they have a. Fairly young team. They do. They have kind of a promising team. Because I know they got that that really talented guy from Kentucky a couple years ago. I think so. I um, can't remember the kid's name. Dang it. But they have... Uh, Excellent they, podcasting, guys. Yeah. They have they have a promising young team. Um, Devin Booker. Josh Jackson, who's from Kansas. DeAndre Ayton from Arizona. And the West is kind of... You know, over the years, the West has kind of gotten a little bit used to be the West was just so dominant and now it's, it's, it's kind of, it's opening. I know. Well, geographically, but now it's, it's opening up a little bit. Um, even though LeBron moved to the West, it's still, you know, the Raptors are a heck of a team. Um, and they're going to be really tough to beat. Surprisingly. So when, when I saw after the lottery coverage, it went to the, Game one of the Western Conference Finals, and they were all, they were also not by the Eastern Conference Finals of um, Toronto was in it. And yep. I should know this, but I don't uh, know who. Milwaukee. I know Toronto's in it. Okay. Which oh was, yeah, because like, of Toronto Giannis. and Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Like what the heck? Well, well, Milwaukee's got probably the best player in the NBA right now. Sure. I I love to hear you pronounce his last name. I am not going to do that. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I thought I had him. Totally, we're on a first name basis. Giannis, Giannis, and I, we we know each other very well. Um, number seven, Chicago Bulls. I like that. 
He could go there. He couldn't wear 23, though. If he falls all the way to number eight to the Hawks, he could go play with um, Trey Young. Trey Young. Yeah. And the the um, the uh, Mad Online tweets would write themselves about the no talent, whatever, whatever comment Trey Young made when he was 17. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, the Hawks have two first round picks and they're really close together. So number nine would be Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. 10 back to the Hawks. So they get two top 10 picks this year. Um, probably because they they need it. They could use some <laughs> help. Probably in desperate need. Um, 11 Timberwolves, 12 Hornets, 13 Heat, 14 Celtics. So it's pretty well set that most everything you read, of course, this is just a lottery results. So yes. obviously the rest of the teams will be after these 14, but... Culver should be gone by the time we're out of the non-lottery teams. I've heard anywhere, like everyone said, he's he's supposed to be a lottery pick. Uh, yeah, I've heard every I've, I've heard. Excuse me. Expect top eight. That's just wild. That's wild and crazy. Because we thought it was crazy that we had a a one and done last year with Zaire Smith. But dang. Um, I mean, th- this uh, this mock draft has Culver going to the Lakers at four. Hmm. Fourth I, overall pick. As cool as that would be, I just don't know how well that would work out. Just because that seems like that a would be a just, mess. The Lakers just seem like a disaster organization right now. Right. I I don't know who's I'd running anything. <laughs> I I think it would be really cool to play, you know, with LeBron and to be in L.A. and be on the Lakers. I mean, there's just so many really great aspects of it, but it just seems like there's a lot of turmoil that would that would go with it. That wouldn't be really fair to a, a kid just out of college to jump into. But good luck to whoever the number four pick is. Yeah, don't don't let me, uh, um, you know, soil that too much. California also has state income tax. Yep. I'm, so I'm looking through the rest of the first round, seeing if I can. Anybody else kind of sticks out. Um, Portland at 25, getting the guard from Iowa State. Taylor Horton Tucker. 26, back to the Cavaliers. Rui Hachimura, which you faced in the Elite Eight from Gonzaga. Um, Carson Edwards, the guard from Purdue, going to Golden State at 28. These are all uh, projections, draft. Mm-hmm. Ty Jerome, the douchebag from Virginia that <laughs> hit Moretti in the nuts, going to the Bucks at thirty. Um, all name team Bowl Bowl, the center from Oregon, going to the Nets at seventeen. Well, if you go to the Ringer dot com, Jackson Hayes from Texas going eleven to the Timberwolves. If you go to the Ringer dot com, guess where they have Jarrett Culver going. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Five, maybe. Yeah, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, so I guess I guess they I guess they scooped me. Be interesting to follow that. It will in, be. Like, I guess it's five weeks from now. It's June twentieth. Yeah, so it's coming up. Got a little right. bit of time. We got to study. Um, you were still back to basketball. You were still in the mix for 
five-star guard R.J. Hampton, although it looks like it's probably down. He's Kansas is to lose, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it makes sense. He's a heavy Kansas lean. I think Memphis may be out of the running since they just landed another guy at the guard position. Boogie Ellis. Yeah, Boogie Ellis. They may be full. Penny Hardaway, man, he's building himself himself a team. He's crudin'. He's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it's down to Kansas. Oh, I forgot. There's a Texas Tech, and there's somebody, another top team that he's looking at. Virginia? I thought it was Duke. Or did he take Duke off no, the he, board? He replaced Texas Tech, or he replaced Duke with Texas Tech. It's. Um, but not. it wasn't like, like a one for one switch. He just dropped Duke and then added Texas Tech. Well, he just said that. Well, uh, it's Kentucky. There's the K. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got that. Um, you did hear that Malik Ondigo is planning to, he's testing the waters of the transfer portal. Um, I think we need a portal sound effect. We do. We really need a portal sound effect. Let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. Can we do like a Doctor Strange thing? Because we definitely have... Um, some portal talk coming up in the in the football segment. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Transfer portal. Yeah, there's your the there's portal your portal ticker. sound effect. Okay. Um, <laughs> we did it. So Malik Ondigo is testing those waters. May, the interesting thing about that is just because they are entering the portal doesn't mean they are transferring. They are looking to transfer, but doesn't mean they will. Um, so with that, if he indeed transfers out, you will still have one scholarship position open. Um, Chris Beard doesn't have to fill it technically because he went into this season with two open scholarships. Now that allowed him to land both Kevin McCuller and Andre Savrasov in January. Um, so mid season, he's able to add those two players to the current roster uh, whereas they would have had to wait till now to join the team. So he could leave that position open and see if there are other guys that could join or keep recruiting. Yeah. See if we can get an RJ Hampton or um, somebody else. Sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on some of the basketball names we've been talking because it's been it's changed so much since the last time we, we talked about it. Because the guy from Virginia Tech that everybody wanted said he's going to go to the draft. Blackshear. Um, yeah. Yep. And then the guy from Vanderbilt, Wetzel, ended up not visiting or committing. Um, you were in a couple of guys that were coming out of A and M that have kind of found other homes. So, yeah. This this class, um, good for 14th or 16th in the country. Um, you could still add to it. Sorry, the other guy that I was thinking of. Uh, four-star guy Tyreek Smith mm. was here on a visit this past week. Oh, that's right, because I think some videos came out. He was arm wrestling. He was arm wrestling uh, Coach Sutton. Okay. But he was there with... I think Adams was officiating it. Yeah, Coach Adams was there. Coach Beard was there. Um, if you were to get... Sorry, so your, your current recruit, recruiting class, goodness, is at 16. If you landed Tyreek Smith, you jump up to 14, which would put you ahead of Texas for number one in the in the conference. Um. And then if you landed both Tyreek Smith and RJ Hampton, you'd move up to number eight nationally. Yikes. 
top 10 recruiting class is a possibility. And just think about like the starting lineup of Davide Moretti, Kyler Edwards, Jamias Ramsey, Khalid Thomas, and TJ Holyfield. Like that's salty as it is. And then you got guys coming off the bench, Kevin McCuller. Um, Possibly. I mean, I would imagine Hampton would probably be. Deshaun Corporal. I'm talking about even without them. These are like the guys that are already committed or signed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deshaun Corporal, Terrence Shannon, um, Andre Savrasov. So. Could be a. a I mean, it, I think it's going to be a fun. Russell Chewa. Another fun team to watch. It's. I'm rooting for my guy Corporal to crack that starting five, though. Well, so he could be like. like I'm rooting for like him. Like the Brandon Francis six man. He could be. He could comes be. in and just ignites things. Right. So really exciting time for basketball, even though like nothing really is, is happening. Lots of things under the surface are happening. Except that uh, Coach Beard's going to take that Michigan job any day now. If you believe the Michigan fans, yeah. Yeah. But Why the, wouldn't he? He'd be, he'd be crazy not to. That's yeah, just crazy. I mean, it's not like he's the third highest paid yeah, coach get out in of the town. country. Just right played now. in the national championship. Get out of town. Let's 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 give that up. And <laughs> I don't care how blue your blood is or how blue you think your blood is. He's got a better chance winning hey, here than in Michigan. Michigan already has blue in their colors, man. Uh, already tied into the blue bloods like Duke and Kentucky. Oh yeah, Memphis, Kansas. Can't, how could I forget? That's right. Maybe that's that's probably the origin of the term Arizona, <laughs> Florida. Let's think about other. Other good teams that have blue in their name or in their colors. I'm done. The Cubs. <laughs> the Mighty Mighty Cubs. Oh, especially so, especially your son's team. Really quickly. Yeah, let's talk about that really for a second before we move on to Texas Tech football. Um, we, we lost again on Saturday. Mm. Shocker. Um, being on the coach, like being a coach for the team, I know we hadn't won a game, but I actually looked at the official league standings. Of the ten or eleven or twelve teams, whatever, which are posted where? Well, it's like on a on a. It's like our. So Dick's Sporting Goods has like a little league, league website that you can build for your your, your league. Okay. Okay. So the Lubbock Cooper Little League has built one out. Um, my, my cubbies. <laughs> fly, they don't fly the W very they, often. They have they? not flown the W once. <laughs> We are an abysmal O and twelve. Ooh, ooh, which isn't. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it, I was gonna say it's not terrible. It's terrible. It's yeah. <clears throat> well, we, it's not we so are, much that, but it's also the differential. Twelve, thirteen. You've been outscored. What was wait, it? Hold on, hold on. We're we're not there yet. Hold we're on. not there. <laughs> we're I, still going on through the stat sheet, guys. I, I gotta see our two, four, six, eight. 10, 12. We're in 14th place in our league. Okay. Oh, and 12. We are two games back from 13th place. <laughs> Man, so firmly, <laughs> firmly in 14th place. Um, because in 13th place are the Giants. They are 1, 5, and 5. This team has more ties than basically the rest of the league combined. Which oh is not true because you have to like, it has to even out. But basically nobody has more than two ties except for them. They have five. So we have to win two games to pass the 13th place team in our league. That um, sounds impossible. It, 
We, we have two games left. It is possible. Is one of them against them? No. Ah, man. So here's the thing. This weekend, Saturday, we played the number one team. Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea. Just another team, another game we're going to lose. <laughs> um, we batted second. So we, we were the home team. So like, well, one, we're not getting walked off. Because it happened the past two weeks, we, we got walked off, and that was heartbreaking. Yes, that would be tough. Um, this one's like, well, we're gonna know it because like we're gonna be the last ones up to bat. Like we're gonna be able to win this game. Um, going into the third inning, it's tied nine to nine. Wow. So we're like, all right, we got this. So the, the third inning for us, T-ball, is the last inning. We're we're almost out of time. Um, about this point in a T-ball game, all focus goes out the window. <laughs> We gave up 12 straight runs until they hit the run limit for the third inning for us to go up to bat. So it got to 21 to nine before we didn't even record an out on their 12 run run. In the midst of this 12 run run, I called a defensive timeout. I pulled like our, our second baseman and our two outfielders that were right there around them. I pulled them together and I was giving them a stern talking to, which is kind of an interesting thing because like it's quiet enough for like everybody to hear what you're saying. And I was frustrated. So I was like, I wasn't being quiet, <laughs> but I knew it was like, I know I can't say anything too bad. Cause like I know everybody behind me can hear me. Mm-hmm. I also kicked the dirt. I was kicking oh, dirt gosh. around, <laughs> but not like, not, I wasn't like kicking dirt on their feet. Like, like a mad coach is getting uh, to an umpire. I was telling them to get their hands out of the dirt. Cause they were, we had two balls like roll past the outfielders because they were playing in the dirt. Oh. I was like, stop playing in the dirt. There's nothing here. We're playing baseball. <laughs> Focus on it was bad. Well, I, what I said wasn't bad. Me kicking the dirt. I, it's one of those things like I left thinking, did I just do that? I probably look really dumb doing that. <laughs> And these are four and five year olds. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> we go up to bat. Um, we get two quick outs. We're down 21 to nine with two outs to go. We have to score 12 runs to extend the game. Or no, 12 runs to tie the game. Because mm. yeah, then you can get a tie. The, the time is expired, so we can't mm. score more than 21. So the best we can do is tie. We get down there, two outs, very like the first two batters, two outs. And then we reel off seven runs. I was like, here we go. But we get the bases loaded and they finally are able to make a play. They recorded the third out, out running a runner from third to home on a force out at home. Mm. <laughs> um, so like I said, I didn't know this was the first place team. I didn't know they were 12 and 0 at this point. <laughs> um, but now you're aware. Over the entire season, this game included, this team has scored 208 runs. This, the next highest team has scored 160. They've scored almost 50 more runs than the next most offensive team in our league. Who runs your Who runs your um, your testing? What do you mean our testing? Well, your drug testing. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> that they. Uh, and having just seen these players, I would have been like, I, if I hadn't just seen these players, let's put it this way, I would have said like, man, what, what is this team doing? Right. But like when we played them, I was like, it didn't, they didn't strike me as like, this is obviously the best team in our league. Right. They just had, a, you just felt like, oh man, they just kind of got on a roll and yeah. our team wasn't able to contain them and so nine runs will happen. But so here's the craziest thing. 
they've scored 208 runs this season. They've only allowed 71. They have a plus, almost a plus 140 run differential in the season. So they're like blowing folks out. They're dominating. They're winning games on an average of 16 to 5. Man, y'all really hung in there then. Hold on. Yeah, it's like like silver lining. We put up 11 more runs than they give up on it on the average. Like, heck yeah, man. I mean, that is a, the moralist of moral victories. <laughs> like going into this game, they'd only given up like 50 runs like or 55. Proud of you guys. Yeah. Um, hung in there. We are the only team yet to score 100 runs in our league. Ooh, ouch. We're at 94. So we will cross 100. We'll promise you that. Okay. Because the past three games, I think we've combined for close to 60 runs. In three games, of our 94 runs, probably a good 50 of them came in the past three weeks. So we're... You're heating up. We're heating up. The bad thing, though... We have also given, like, we have scored the least amount of runs. We have given up the most amount of runs. 183. <laughs> so, those doing the math at home, we are minus 89 on the run differential for the season. Closest team to us, minus 56. The 12th place team, Cardinals, at 2 and 9. 2 9 and 2. There's a team that's five, six, and one, the Pirates, who I think we do play them. I think we play them on Saturday, actually. They're minus four on the season. Gosh. So, like, they're winning and losing a lot of really close games. Like, oh, man, we got this. Um, and then we've got six teams in the positive. 15, 20, 22, 25. Big jump up to the second place team, 74. And then a big jump up again to the first place team, 137. So when I saw that we had almost that we had we were close with the first place team until the very end, I was like, "Man, that would have been like really cool if we had knocked off their first place team." Gosh, I mean, they would have remained in first place because second well, place is nine. Is <laughs> how many games? Nine back? and two. Oh, oh, okay. So there are only two games. So they're no, they're four, two. They're they're three games back. Yeah. Oh, there's a games back column. Here we go. We are 12 and a half games back <laughs> with two games to go. Anyway, so that's, that's, that's T-ball. I'm about burned out. Um, I do want Grayson to play in the summer league. Not, not the summer league, the fall league, which is the end of the summer, really. He actually seems excited for it, wants to do it. Samantha's like, why don't we like let this season end and kind of cool off on baseball for a little bit? Um, we also had that, that really fun talk where the league coordinator sent out the Hey, the city tournament's coming up. Uh, the top three leagues are, sorry, the top three teams from the league are going to be in there automatically. The rest of the teams are eligible to play. You just have to buy your way in. Had that conversation with the coaches, like, let's save our money. Yeah. <laughs> let's not buy into the tournament. No, I think that that's a wise <laughs> decision. However, my brother-in-law tells me that's probably not a good idea because his team was like, he had a team like this, didn't win any games. They bought into their tournament and then won the tournament. They, they, they really like five or six straight wins. Like that's the most unlikely of things to happen. Yeah. It is T-ball, but the I'm, we're record not, does not indicate that that's where this is headed. Yeah. Although maybe you could say we're getting hot and we've got the, we got the opportunity to win these last two games. Cause they're like middle of the, the, of the league games. But yeah. Momentum's on your side. Question mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, T-ball's going great, guys. I love it. <laughs> go Cubs, go. 
All right, let's talk about Texas Tech football really quickly. Cool. Um, I got hooked into the 24-7 transfer portal tracker today, and I was having myself a good old time looking at everybody transferring out from Texas Tech. So we, we talked about this a little bit last week. The guys we didn't mention that are in the transfer portal for Texas Tech are considered walk-ons. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and talk about that really quickly. You've got four quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Yeah, I didn't realize that till you mentioned that today. Sorry. I'm, it seems like a lot. I'm failing. Oh, yeah, the portal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't help if I say what it is. The transfer portal. That's, that's the portal. We entered it. Okay, so McLean Carter, obviously, we, we knew he was going, he's transferring out, already landing at Rutgers, eligible immediately as a grad transfer. And then your three backup walk-on guys, Caleb Griffin, Colt Garrett, Nick Gerber, are all in the transfer portal. Now, I didn't I didn't know about Griffin, and I didn't know who Gerber was. So Nick Gerber admittedly, was, was but I knew about Garrett. Nick Gerber was the one from Leveland. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was, uh, oh gosh, he was like a, was he a four? I don't remember. No, he was unranked, no, but he, he was, he like was setting like records out there for them. That's right. Colt Garrett was the one that has like the, the highest, the almost perfect quarterback rating. Him and, uh, like one for one, 40 yard touchdown pass. To yeah. Easy. I forgot who it was. I think maybe him and, um, Danny Amendola. May have like the highest passer rating. There was someone I looked up. Someone it was a receiver, and I forgot who it was. Then uh, the other guys you've got transferring out: wide receiver Corey Fulcher. Um, he's listed as a receiver, but I think he's been playing running back for you, Jake Levere. Um, and then offensive lineman Gio Pancotti and Cody Wheeler. I didn't know about Wheeler. I read about Gio last week. Mm-hmm. I saw that he was entering the portal. And then the other, the last outgoing transfer in the portal, Joseph Wallace, defensive yep. tackle. So that's officially official now. But in this transfer portal tracker, it also is looking at guys coming in. So you've got the running back Armand Shine from Utah, uh, McLean Mannix, the receiver from Nevada, RJ Turner from UL Monroe, Zechariah McPherson the defensive back corner from Penn State, and then Evan Rambo, safety slash linebacker from Cal. Um, You're also not done adding to your current recruiting class. Today, you secured the commitment of a 2019 linebacker. I'm going to butcher his name. It's K-O-S-I, Kazi Kosi Eldridge. (laughs) Um played at Kilgore College this past season, was a full qualifier out of high school. So he's only played at Kilgore for one season. Um, will transfer to Texas Tech, very similar to the other. It was a, the JUCO defensive back that we just got, not just got, but like last season. Has four years to play his final three years of eligibility. So he can, he can come to Texas Tech and still redshirt for you and not lose a year of eligibility. Okay. 6'1", 210, so a little bit on the smaller side. Um, but he was, a he was the Wreckham that Matt Wells tweeted out this afternoon. Headset. Oh, I didn't wearing. connect those dots. Okay. Well, if you were in Slack, you would have seen that. Well, 
I saw I said, part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of headset, Matt Wells, that Twitter account. Golden. Yeah, it's good. Love it. It's not us. Coach headset TTU. So good. He was featured in full headset on some uh, some season ticket mailers. Uh, so good. I, I, I just can't believe like the effort that the marketing department is going through. I just wonder. Only put him in a headset. Yeah. I mean, does he... And some of them have been like obviously photoshopped. Is he always... Do they just... He threw out the first pitch in a headset. <laughs> uh, he goes to recruiting dinners uh, in headsets. Goes to speaking engagements in a headset. I saw him at United in a headset. Yeah. He probably like answers his phone in a headset. Must be part of his uh, his agreement. Maybe AT&T gets a, gets a little slice slice yeah, of the uh, probably, notoriety. Probably branded. <laughs> but that's a, that's a great Twitter follow if you need somebody a parody account to spice things up. Sure. Then the other thing that came out, was it today or yesterday, that Fox announcement? I think uh, it was today. It was, well, it was Tuesday. yesterday, but I think it started getting okay. kind of passed around today. This week, Fox announced it's going to have its best game of the weekend slated in that 11 a.m. Central time slot. Yeah. Um, makes sense if you look at ESPN slash ABC putting their best game at 7. CBS doing their game at 2.30 or 3. And then the other major carrier, Fox. Like You don't have to be missing top games on the networks if you just want to coast from conference to conference, network to network, and not miss the big game. You won't have to be flipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, sit on your couch 12 to 12, basically. Yeah. 11 to 11. Um, but it's kind of an interesting stance like, like where Fox... I guess is self-aware enough to be like, you know what? We're not going to be, we're not going to try to compete with ESPN. We're going to take that last time slot and we're just going to deal with it. Well, and I, I think that one of the plus sides of this is my friend Adam's the one who sent this to me earlier today. And he already made this point that, well, uh, the best games being on at 11 on Fox means that tech probably won't have a whole lot of 11 a.m. kickoffs this year. Which is fine. I'd That's rather, fine. I'd rather have the two thirty three o'clock kickoff anyway. I, one, I'm not going to watch. I'm not usually watching the ES. Sorry, <laughs> forty and slip. I promise the SEC <laughs> game on CBS. Right. So, so I'm, I, me personally, I'm not. There's not a co- a conflict there watching Texas Tech or the SEC CBS game. The only advantage of the eleven a.m. game for me right now is occurs during nap time so that could possibly give me a full quarter of uh undivided attention to i might be able to watch the third quarter there you go mostly uninterrupted the the other i guess deadville's advocate here to the mid-afternoon is it's like right in the middle of everything right oh yeah if uh, if you're doing any sort of sports with your kids or parties oh yeah birthdays just General events on Saturday, yeah. usually mid-afternoon. You're like, just, well, just yeah. got to miss it. So be interesting to see how that plays out this this fall on the TV schedule. Um, it also may mean you stay at 11 o'clock, but you're going to be on like Fox Sports Southwest or Southwest, Southwest Plus. That's true. That's FS2. true. FS2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You may not be on FS1 or Fox. I guess it would be on the broadcast channel is probably what they're going to. Probably. If they can. 
if if they can air that because I, I forget who carries NASCAR. No, that's Sundays. That's Sunday, yeah. Or I just I just feel like sometimes the unless, Fox broadcast it's the, it's the truck series. <laughs> okay, that's true. That is Saturdays. Right. I, I think sometimes the Fox broadcast has something else that they. Sometimes UFC you'll, baby, you'll switch over there on a when everyone else is showing football, and there'll be an infomercial, or it won't make a ton of sense. Maybe that's on Sundays. Every now and then, that seems to happen. Like they'll just have the noon game, and then at three thirty, they're showing reruns of The Simpsons. Heck yeah, baby! <laughs> so um, interesting, kind of shake up to the football TV schedule uh, nationally. Um, you may benefit from some later games because of it, because you're, you're, I guess Fox is your tier two carrier, right? Your tier two rights. Cause I think tier one still belongs to ESPN, ABC. I but guess I bet you're right. As Texas tech the past few years, you haven't been up on the tier one rights for very many games, right? Most of your games are on Fox. <clears throat> um, so yeah, maybe you get more non 11 a.m. kickoffs, which I know a lot of Texas Tech fans are wanting. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, if I'm going to a game, I would much rather go to a night game. Well, heck yeah. If I'm watching a game, it's sometimes I prefer the 11 a.m. And then just get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically the off. go through go through the rest of my you know then i've got like it's two or three o'clock and i can you enjoy got, my day you got like eight hours to get over it and uh-huh <laughs> and then uh you know the night games are nice too because then i really can focus on those but the 230 ones forget are, the texas tech disappointment yeah the 230 <laughs> ones i think those are kind of just as a straight up fan those are the most inconvenient ones because it's usually cuts really, into yeah you have to really commit the entire day yeah because you've got to eat at some point you yeah, know, you're, you've got to feed your small child at some point because that game is not going to be over till six six thirty. So you're you're trying to you're eat pushing during a late it. dinner, yeah, yeah, and and you're you may have some other thing planned in the evening that you're trying to do, and anyway, yeah, it's all good. It's it's football. Let's talk about our other um, highly successful team on campus before we get to baseball. All right, meet judging. Okay, I'm ready. They were profiled in uh, Sports Illustrated. They were. They were labeled the Nick Saban and Alabama football of meat judging. They were. So this article actually has some really interesting stuff in it. Um, By Mike Pilucci. Sorry. I hope I didn't butcher that too bad, Mike. Oh, we we probably did. Um, Gosh, you know what, though? The, the, The... Synopsis: The wrap up that Seth did on staking the planes. I think I've got the quote you want to read. Okay, where well, they I, compare it to Alabama football. Sure, maybe. Okay, here's here's the paragraph I was going to read because I okay. thought this was great. Today, the Red Raiders are the Alabama football of the meat judging world. Under the guidance of Coach Miller, Texas Tech has reset the standards of collegiate meat judging excellence. Tech has captured seven of the last 11 national championships highlighted by a three-year stretch from 2015 through 17 in which it won a staggering 19 of 21 major contests. The crown jewel came in 17 when Tech became the first and only school to go undefeated since the major schedule expanded to seven events in 1981, says Travis O'Quinn, 
a tech alum who's now the coach and faculty sponsor of Kansas State's meet judging team, quote, what they've done ranks right up there with the John Wooden UCLA Bruins. That level of dominance is seldom seen in any athletic competition, end quote. I quite enjoyed that part. Anytime that Wooden gets mentioned in Texas Tech is is the other comparison to that. It, it makes me happy. The the quote I wanted to read. I'm glad that it didn't overlap. One that was a great quote, but um, Travis O'Quinn, who's the the tech alum and the faculty sponsor Kansas State's meet judging team, the easiest explanation for Texas Tech's dominance might be the most insurmountable of all. Quote: They just have a dire commitment to do more than what everyone else is willing to do consistently. That should be. I don't know. It's maybe you could trim it down a little bit. It's it's a little wordy to be like a motto for <laughs> somebody, but it should be. So, and there's a there's a very similar quote. I can't remember who said it. It may have been football related, but like to be great, you have to be willing to do what nobody else is willing to do. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm not gonna try to. <laughs> fix that <laughs> you need to put that on a poster put that on the gram um, the, the other the interesting thing from this article is talking about the pressure on the team and the coaches that um, this process it works and nobody from the students to the coaches wants to be the team responsible for breaking the cycle of success like you don't want to be the team like man we, we were on a good run and then we happened yeah they're they're, they're <laughs> Coming in with some a um, little bit of pressure on themselves, which is nice. Yep. All right. Sorry, I, I misspoke. There's one more super successful team on campus that we're going to get to before baseball, and it's track and field. They captured another Big 12 title outdoor season, so they have done a indoor-outdoor sweep two years in a row where they've been the indoor Big 12 conference champs, outdoor Big 12 conference champs, 2018 and now 2019. Heck of a job by Wes Kitley and his group, Divine Ododuru, is the one name I can throw out there. Yeah, he he actually broke a seven-year-old record in the well for this meet. Um, he were like he for the hundred-meter dash. Yeah, he ran a sub ten, didn't he? Well, it was right at it. He was uh, was it ten one four? No, you're no, you're. I'm sorry, you're right. The old record was ten oh three, and he ran a nine nine nine. Yeah, become the first ever. To break the sub-10 barrier at the conference meet. Ever. Very cool. I, I, I The ten one three. I was getting confused with that Strake Jesuit high school runner, Matthew Bowling, uh, who at the high school UIL meet this past week ran a 10 one um, which was wind legal. He had a wind-aided run of like a 9-something, like a 9-9-something. Like mm. Um, which was deemed like the wind st- speeds were too strong for it to count. Um, but then the big thing coming out this week, one this weekend, one was his 100 meter dash, but also his uh, four by 400 relay team. Yes. So he was, he was the leg, he was, or the anchor, or whatever, sorry, the fourth person to run. He took the baton. Um, his team was in second place. And I think the commentator said he, their team was a good, three seconds back of the lead 
And over the course of the 400 meters, which he did it in less than 45 seconds, which is also unbelievable, um, not only made up the difference, but then he put a good half second between him and second. That's incredible. Um, which really that was cool. exciting just to hear you tell that. <laughs> What's really cool, and I, I'm going to try to find it really quickly, um, is listening to the the crowd watching it happen. They're just kind of oh oh, because like <laughs> on the four by four hundred, there's like enough buildup and oh yeah, like you can see it happening. Uh huh. Um, and a lot of the runners don't really know it's happening until it's too late. Okay, this one's fifty three seconds. He's he's about to accept the. No, you know what? This is dumb. I want to play the. Um, Once he gets around the the home stretch, maybe. Well, that could be actually really cool. Okay. So he just now got the the baton. And like I said, the guy he's chasing, like in the middle of the curve, he's at like the starting. So he's like half a curve. Oh my gosh! To start. Probably 200 meters in. Oh, it's happening. They're starting to see him. I hear him. Catch up. Oh, man. So one like this is a high school kid, right? Like he's a senior in high school. Unfortunately, he's committed to go run for Georgia. I know that was going to be my next question. Jerk. I, hey, hey. <laughs> no, no, not you. Him. I know that, but that's worse. No, it's not. <laughs> um. So yeah, he ran his four hundred and forty-four point seven five seconds, which is ridiculous. It's fast. That's amazing. He makes fast people look not fast. Yes. Um, because like he took over that, that guy that was in first place who was from DeSoto and they've had a pretty well known track and field team for quite some time. He, um, he made them look not fast. (laughs) Anyway, um, Matthew Bowling from Strake Jesuit in Houston, that guy. He's going to be pretty good. He's going to be a guy to keep a yeah. So that, keep was, an eye on. That was one, one of the thoughts I was having. I was like, man, I, I hope they, they continue to help him develop because he's going to be really cool to watch in the Olympics here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely where this kid's headed. Okay, let's talk about some baseball. All right, what do you got? Texas Tech did not play this weekend. Nope. But oh, you've got notes. Everybody else besides Baylor played a conference series this weekend. So when we looked at the standings last week, I said some of them, the race is going to kind of tighten up a little bit. Yep. Um, I think where we, where we ended up leaving it off, we, we decided that it was a three-team race going in for the Big 12 title, the regular season title, Baylor, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State. That is for sure the case now. Fourth place team, West Virginia, has 11 losses. Um which is five behind Baylor. Baylor only has three games to play. So West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, Kansas, Kansas State, and Texas are all out of contention. Wait, what place is Texas in? Uh, ninth. 
out of nine. Okay, just confirming. Dead last. All right. Wanted, wanted to 14. be sure. They are two games back. Oh, from eighth place. Mm. Very much like my, like my Cubbies. Yeah, yeah. They're they're um, out of contention completely and totally. Yep. Current standings: Baylor is in first place at fourteen and six. Texas Tech is a half game back, fourteen and seven. Oklahoma State is at twelve and nine, two and a half games back. Um. So, I've got some scenarios here. All right, Scen- I'm ready. Scenarios where Texas Tech will win the Big Twelve. You ready for this? We sweep TCU. You 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 don't have to sweep oh, TCU to okay. do it. All right, sorry. Oklahoma State has to win at least one game. If Oklahoma State gets swept, it's, it's game over. So Oklahoma State has to win at least one game. In their weird three-game, three-stadium series with no. OU, right? No, that, that that was this past weekend. Oh, they've already had that. They did that. So Oklahoma State is playing Baylor, which is first place. Oh. But it's also kind of weird because there's also a scenario where Oklahoma State could pass you. Okay, but here's the thing. Right. So Oklahoma State has to win at least one game. And then you have to win at least one more game than Baylor does. So if Baylor gets swept and goes 0-3, you only have to win one game against TCU and you will win the Big 12 Conference. Okay. So pokes. If Baylor gets swept, you can win one game, two games, or all three. It doesn't matter. If Baylor wins one game, you have two options. You can go 2-1 or 3-0. If Baylor wins two games, you have to sweep TCU. So you need Oklahoma State to win at least one game, and then you have to beat TCU one more time than Baylor beats West or Oklahoma State. Okay, I think I think that makes sense. So really, really could come down to the, the game on Saturday. Wow, um, which I, which you unfortunately will not be able to attend. No, I, I'm I'm trying to go to all three games this weekend. Well, what was that deal that you posted about not being able to go? No, so we, we, we you had actually, tickets for another place. We we had tickets lined up to go to somebody else, and they couldn't go. Like oh, it was, so it you're was, still going to get to go? Yeah. So okay, that's good. We, we have a separate set of tickets that I, I can use. Okay. And we have our marketing family of the game tickets that we try to give to a kid or a patient, but that doesn't always work out. So we just have a set of tickets. I'm trying to give it to Michael here, and he hasn't responded yet. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. Oh, there he is. Can't There's my it. response. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, um. So yeah, you, you the Big Twelve title regular season title race could come down to your game on Saturday afternoon. Um, there are a handful of, of scenarios where Texas Tech won't win the Big Twelve regular season title. One, like I said, Baylor sweeps Oklahoma State. It's possible. Oklahoma State has been really hot lately. They the two weekends ago they went on the road and swept Oregon State. Yes, they did. And then this past weekend, they went two and one in that weird three-game series with Oklahoma where they played Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Norman. Um, so that's, that's one way. Another way that you don't win is if Oklahoma State sweeps Baylor and then you get swept by TCU. That's not going to happen. Because like I said, you have to win like at you have to win at least one more game than Baylor. So if you don't win any games this weekend, Baylor or Oklahoma State is going to win the Big 12 title. Um, another scenario where you don't win the, the Big 12 title is if you 
only win as many games as Baylor. So if Baylor wins two games and you win two games, Baylor's going to win the conference. If Baylor wins one game and you win one game, if Baylor sweeps and you sweep, Baylor's still going to win. Uh, yeah, because they're your one game. They have one more loss than you, or one less loss than you. Yeah. And then no matter what, the other scenario is Baylor simply wins more games in Tech. Yeah. So you either tie Baylor or they win more. Baylor's going to win. Oklahoma State sweeps, and you get swept. Oklahoma State wins. So there, that's really, that's interesting. So, so it's coming down to one weekend. You could have all three teams trade places mm-hmm. in, in in one of these scenarios. You could finish anywhere between one and third. Baylor could finish anywhere between one and third. Oklahoma I, State. I think they can finish anywhere between one and third. Oklahoma State could finish one or third. Or third, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're the weird team. They can't finish second. If you're not first, you're last. Basically. <laughs> if you're not first, you're third. Um, if you're Oklahoma State. And then if you care, um, so TCU did win the series against Kansas this past weekend, but they needed two walk-offs to do it. So they're not really they're not really riding high right now. Yeah, and they're coming into Lubbock, which mm-hmm. Tech has played very well in you, Lubbock. They played very well. They do have really good starters on Friday, Saturday, which would be Thursday, Friday this week. But, um, like, so their game this past weekend against Kansas, Friday night they won 4-3. to three. Saturday they won 7-4. to four. Kansas won 3-1. to one. And Texas Tech is 23-5 and five at home this year. Yeah, they are. Um, you haven't – no, I'm not going to go there. You've won three straight conference series. Correct. Eight straight conference games. So momentum outside of this finals break is on your side. Um, Baylor was off this past week in Oklahoma State. Like I said, did win two of three from from Oklahoma. Um, so you've got a great shot to win the Big Twelve title this year. Um, it hasn't been like for sure written down or or said. You should be. I don't think there's anything you can do to lose hosting a regional tournament. You should be a regional host. Even if you lose the next five games, which would be all three against TCU and then two games in the Big 12 tournament, you should still be good enough to host a regional. Now, at number nine in the standings and number nine in the RPI, you need to win some games, but you also need teams in front of you to lose. Yeah, you need uh, to move up to be a national seed. Yeah, you need some help. Or to be guaranteed to host a super. You can still host a super regional at number nine if the regional you're paired up with has an upset in it. Like last season where you were like a nine or ten um, and you would have had to go to Georgia for that super regional, but Duke beat Georgia and that regional. Mm. So because you were the higher seed of that pairing, you got to host. And same kind of thing happened in 2014 when you hosted College of Charleston because that was an upset. You hosted them. 2016, you were a national seed. So you, you've been a national seed once, but you've hosted three Supers. And you need a little help to host another Super. To be guaranteed to host, yes. Right. I mean, you're still in contention. You're still in the run. The mm-hmm. running, you kind of have your own. Uh, you know, you can help yourself you can, at this point. You, you, you can you kind of cement your standing. Win the series against TCU. 
don't go zero and two next yeah. week in, in Oklahoma City. Don't get knocked out in double elimination right away. Um, and then you need a team in front of you and the rankings to to stumble just a tad. Um, let's look at who that is right now. Baseball RPI 2019. Can't read typing away am I? Clickety clickety clack. As if I had like a um a microphone on the keyboard here. Yeah, it okay. sounded it sounded really good. Crisp, crisp typing. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt's number one, UCLA number two, Mississippi State number three, East Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Louisville. Those are your top eight teams currently. Um so you've got an opportunity to jump ahead. But it's going to, like you said, you're going to need a team like Louisville or Georgia Tech to fall. I don't have their schedules in front of me, so I can tell you what they're looking at. Um, I'm trying to see if, like... Maybe they'll play each other. What is <laughs> NCRPI? That would be... Non-conference? Fortuitous. Because I'm, like, I'm trying to do, like, a head-to-head comparison to Louisville. Uh, quadrant 1... Wins is that what that means? Quadrant one, or is that like basketball? <laughs> I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things that's helping you right now, or that could be helping you, Oklahoma State has snuck all the way up to number eleven in the RPI. So if they continue to do well, you could you could get that residual bump from having swept them. That's true. Um, Louisville plays uh, their final series or their final conference series against Florida State. Florida State. That's who they play this weekend. Baylor is at number 28 in the RPI. Um, just for fact's sake. <laughs> um, Michigan 47, Duke 48. I'm just throwing out ones that you would have heard of. UCF at 43. Texas somehow 54 Florida State's 58 Kansas State 72 Kansas 76 TCU 81 Well and and uh Georgia Tech plays Pitt as their final so and I have That yet. doesn't really help us at all either way I've yet to find Pitt on this list, so yeah. So that's who they will play last. Still going, can't find them. Look, there's FIU. You played them last week, and they're god awful. Navy and gold pinstripes. They're brave, courageous. Oh, whatever. I liked it. You and Seth both liked him. Oh, man. It, it probably would have made me cross-eyed if I had to look at it too long. But There's Pitt, 198. It so, actually could hurt So go them. Pitt. Go Panthers. So if, if Pitt wins a game, it could actually hurt them a whole lot more. It than could ding Georgia Tech. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm not, I'm not as worried about – well, I don't know. I guess I should be because Tech plays so much better at home. I'm not as worried about hosting a super regional as I probably should be. I think the main goal is to at least just get to one. Yeah. Let's 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 get out of the regionals first, folks. Let's let's do that. Okay, so your non-conference, sorry, if you're looking head to head against Louisville, non-conference RPI, you're 14, they're 25th. Non-conference strength of schedule, 
you are 17th, they are 121st. Well, that should help us out some. Um, I don't know why we're so far back from them. Well, they are 40 and yep. 12 I was about on the season. I knew they've won 40 games. I, I did see that earlier. Um, other teams that have won 40 games, East Carolina, 40 and 12. Mississippi State, 43 and 10. UCLA, 41 and 8. Vanderbilt, 42 and 10. UC Santa Barbara, 41 and 7. Ah, those don't count. But they're back at 12. So they're, they are a sneaky uh, looking to possibly host a super if they get some upsets ahead of them. Although they probably need quite a few. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to go. I, I haven't been to a baseball home game in quite some time. It was like a midweek New Mexico maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been some time. Um, it has been. Yeah, that was early on. I, I, I told Samantha, I've got tickets Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to go. I'm trying to go to all three of those games. Grayson and or Samantha are welcome to come with me. <laughs> you just, I, I if they really, need to know where you are, you'll be at the ballpark. I'll be at the ballpark. All three games are at 630. That's Saturday, convenient. The Saturday game was, I think, originally scheduled for 230 in the afternoon. But I think TV picked it up and they're going to, they pushed it back for TV's sake. Gotcha. So, all three games will be, like I said, at 6.30. Um, let me pull it up really quick. I can tell you which networks they're on. And they're on the Foxes that I saw. The Foxes. Maybe not all three. Yeah, the first two. Well, game one's on Fox Southwest. Game oh, two. I had it pulled up already. I just had to scroll down. Uh, game one, Fox Southwest. Game two, Fox Southwest Plus. Game three, ESPNU. So I get one of those channels. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well, it doesn't matter. You're going to be there. Yep. So interesting. The Thursday night game is the Coach Tadlock Shirzy giveaway. That's exciting. First 500 fans get a Shirzy. Are you going to be standing in line at 4:30? Depends. You might be. You might be. Depends. I could see you doing that. Um, and then Saturday night is Senior Night, which you have one senior on your team, Cam Warren. Man, that guy's great. So good. Is so he good. even in classes this year, this semester? I would think not. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's just playing some baseball, and he's doing a doing a great job of it too, especially the last couple of weeks. So yeah, let me just check really quickly, just to double, triple check. Yes, Cam Warren is your lone senior. Now, you're probably going to have some guys that are eligible to be drafted, also honored, like Caleb Killian, sorry, Gabe Holt, um, Erickson Lanning, Dane Havman, which found out we've been pronouncing his name incorrectly, <laughs> Caleb Freeman, Taylor Floyd, Connor Queen, John McMillan, Josh Young, Brian Klein. Those are all juniors and draft eligible. I have to look at the ages for the sophomores, but I do know that Gabe Holt is a draft eligible sophomore. So you may have some of those guys honored at um, senior day. Um, I know my director's husband is going to be honored at one of the games this week. And he was a big time Texas Tech supporter. He's got an endowed scholarship in his name now, which is pretty cool. Um, Very cool. Although, I mean, 
kind of took his passing for it to happen, but it's unfortunate. He's also getting um FM forty one named after him. No way. Mm-hmm. Going north out of Wolferth? Is that forty one? E- east west. East west. I'm sorry. I thought I knew. But it, oh, it, okay. Yeah, that's back here. That's it's south s- of Woodrow. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yep. Because there's a, um, I think there's a gun range on that FM road. Forty one Lead Farm. Yeah. Okay. That's I knew I'd I'm seen that fan. sign. I knew where it was, but. Yeah. So FM forty one. I think will be. It still has to go through a couple more committees and houses, whatever, but it's like a rubber stamp that's passing along. That's great. The J. David Nelson Memorial Highway. Wow. Okay. That's probably going to become a really, um, that highway's probably just going to get a little bit more interesting once that loop's gone in, too. Maybe. Um, so anyways, she was, like, the night they're honoring him, she, they asked his wife, my director, to throw out the first pitch. She's doing, she's currently in some PT um, and she was at Cardinals for one session and she's like, you know what, let, let me go ahead and, and practice. And she had a bucket of balls and she was throwing, it's like, after a complete bucket of balls, I have decided I'm not going to throw out the first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then now she's like, actually my shoulders starting to hurt. <laughs> um, so she's getting Mark Griffin to do that. So he owns a advertising firm here in town, but also family to Rip Griffin. Okay. All right. So she and Mark are friends. Embedded into the South Plains. They are. Um, and then we've got some kids of the game this weekend. Good old Covenant Marketing. What? All right, Michael. Let's get to some questions. Okay. We've, we've got a few. Ooh, a few. We have four questions. I like it. All from our buddy Kyle. Did you? I, I like how... When I'm talking, you're not just sitting back doing... You know what we didn't talk about, though? What? NCAA will consider allowing athletes to be compensated for their names, images, and likeness. That's right. I just saw how that. How did we miss that? Friend of the show, Rob Bro. And that's how I had to pull it up, retweet, Retweeted that earlier today, and I just saw it right before we recorded, and we didn't get the chance... To, well, of course, we'll touch on it real quickly, but... That's great. Fantastic. May 14, 2019, the NCAA is looking at how its rules can be modified to allow college athletes to be compensated for their names, images, and likenesses. I, I am looking forward to um, Alan Bowman selling some Gene Messer vehicles. Gosh. NCAA President Mark Emmert and the Board of Governors announced Tuesday that Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman and Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith will head a new working group on the topic. Get TJ Vasher doing some commercials for Cap Rock Cafe or something, or no? Like, if you're gonna do like a restaurant, you're like an offensive lineman. <laughs> okay, okay. Final report from the working group is due to the Board of Governors in October. So, it's a thing that's being looked at at the very least. Also, opens the door to bring back NCAA football. The EA Sports game. It certainly right? does. Video game. That's what I was looking for. Um, all right. Let's look at questions. You said it came in from Kyle's Raider Power Double T. All right. At Sports Kingdom 3. At Sports Kingdom 3. Thanks, Kyle. Number one, what is your favorite game winning play in tech history? Favorite game winning play in tech history? 
I may have some recency bias here, and I can't even remember for sure if it was a game winner. But what about Keenan Evans' shot against UT? That was definitely a game winner. That was as time expired in overtime. Okay, I I just thought that my memory is terrible, so I thought I didn't know if that was the shot that sent us to overtime or if it was the shot that won the game. So that is there for me. Um, I mean, obviously. The crab grab's got to be mentioned at least. Crab grab. But I think this even overshadows it because of how much success Tech had afterwards getting to the Elite Eight. Okay, you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready to hear this again. I hope it's Hacks. I hope it's Jeff Haxton's call. We'll see. This may be the easiest Doesn't matter. guy. Doesn't matter. They're going to attack the dribbler, Evans. Evans. Yes! Game over! 73-71, Texas Tech over Texas. The two defenders at the top, they both come at the dribble, the little push up, the step back, and... Okay, so the, the pushback, the push off, whatever, but then he was fouled on the shot. Oh, yeah, he, so he, they it, totally, I remember it now, he hit his wrist. Come at the dribble, the little push up, the step back, and good night, go home. That guy is a... That was the first thing I thought of, Kyle. Um, and it, like I said, it could be recency bias, but man, that felt so good. <laughs> that was a that was a great win and a great shot. And it's it's almost even more impressive now, knowing that he only had nine functioning toes. That's true. At that point, he only had nine toes. Yeah, he had um, nine toes and a, a a kind of just a growth hanging there. <laughs> As a as a tenth, quote unquote toe, quote unquote toe. Um, what do you got? I, I have a feeling you might have a baseball one. No, because oh, they're not even showing it in this one. Sorry, I'm trying to find one from the tournament run here. I guess you know what you know what else I'm missing was um was Welker's punt punt return punt return was that was that the end of the game or like Zach Thomas's interception. interception, yeah, I think I think those might have been at the end of a game, or in, or they essentially ended the game. Uh, possibly Robert Johnson's. Oh, that's a good one too. Robert Johnson's yes reception at, at Kyle at Kyle too of all mm-hmm. places that was fantastic. And the corner, oh gosh, that what was that? Oh six. Before I, I started watching, so I think it was those. It was Harold's yeah. first or second year as full time starter. If it came from Harold, then it was yeah, Rojo, Rojo, Rojo ran it out. Five I think star. I was listening to that on the radio. If that tells you anything, where I was, but that was those are just some other ones I thought of too. That one might be up there for me. I really enjoyed beating the Aggies, especially in Kyle. And it really, it really hurt because I think they had just scored, and then Tech took care of business. I, I appreciate you you vamping here while I'm trying to find this video because <laughs> I'm still. Which not, video you're trying to find? I can't, I can't say it. Oh, okay. You're gonna surprise me. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to surprise it. All right. Um. So let's let's look at um. Question number two, who was our most loyal listener? So if we go 
Red Raider Reset Man's up there. If if we go by interaction, Red Raider Reset Man's have to be up there. Guy I hear about, um, I I hear from fairly often in terms of content in the podcast. Is it going to be Keith? Oh, yeah. Saying the Plains and Dinger Derby podcast. Keith listens to every podcast, I'm pretty sure. And my brother, Preston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your bro does. Who had to bring up the... I'd like to give a shout out to um, Adele as well. She she adopted Texas Tech. She said that um, every year she just kind of picks a team to adopt and follows them. She really likes LSU and um, the Saints. She's she's from there, but she picked Texas Tech last year and really interacted with us a lot and um, listened to all the episodes and submitted a lot of questions too. So she, she gets a mention, but you know, I know you weren't fishing for a compliment probably, but I have to say Kyle that you're up there too. You always have some good questions to send to us. Why? That's just so frustrating. Um, I still can't find this. (sighs) Well, do you want to move on to his third question? Yes, we have to. Okay. His third question is this, and I've put a lot of thought into this, as you can imagine. If you could only eat two meals, the same full meals for the rest of your life, what would they be? The same two full meals. That's all you could eat for the rest of your life. I like how he phrased this because it may not be a loophole, but I'm going to exercise a couple of options, I think. My initial reaction was to have some kind of like ribeye in there, some steak. And I was like, oh man, I just, I'd hate to like have it ruined by <laughs> eating it like every other day. Right, right. Um, so yeah, man, I don't. Okay, I've got, I've got two. I'm ready. I, I've right. been thinking about this. Oh, you've been, been primed. Born ready. Uh, I, I feel like I've said this a few times, but. Okay, my first meal would be this. Cheeseburger. Okay. I could eat a cheeseburger every day. I don't think I'd ever get tired of it. And I'm assuming that it could be probably a cheeseburger from other places, but who knows? We didn't get into specifics, but here's here's what I'm going with. I'm going to go with cheeseburger and fries, and I'm also going to go with a side salad <laughs> and then uh, ice cream. And, I, and the reason I'm doing all that is because you, just because I'm served this meal, one of two meals every day, doesn't mean I have to eat all of it. I'm assuming <laughs> that. So, like, if so I'm like, if, oh, my if you, gosh. If you get enough entree material on your plate, you can actually just rotate through. Is that right. What you're That's what I'm trying to do is. That's cheap. I said side salad, though. So that, you know, if I'm like, oh, I just can't do. This is, this is day 374. I can't do a burger today. I'm just I'm just going to have the salad and the ice cream. <laughs> and then uh, and then my second meal, but a burger would be hard to turn down. Like I I, oh, yeah. I, I would think that one because of the amount of variety you can do with the burger. Right. It might take a while to get. Oh yeah. Well, and there'd be times that you know if you're if it, you would possibly die of heart attack. Yeah, or but. you could go <laughs> you could go without the bun. Here and there, you could, you know, well, do it's it. Not, it's like, it's the fried meat. Well, not fried, but like pan fried. The fatty. Yeah, it sounds really meat. good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Whataburger. Uh, so <laughs> the the other meal I thought was kind of the, along the same vein. The biggest plate of Tex-Mex that they 
serve that has everything <laughs> sampler. Yeah. Just the sampler. That way, if one day I'm like, I think I just want some enchiladas, or they'll I want be a taco. They'll or... be there. <laughs> enchiladas will be there. Tacos, tamales, rianos, tostadas. That's cheating. No, 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 no. It's a technicality. It's, it's with okay. papas, with papas and beans. Papas fritas. Yeah, and then probably <laughs> a salad on the side. That way, after 19 again. days of Mexican food for supper, I can go. You know what? I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna go light and eat. The tamales in the salad. Okay, so I... I, Put the tamales in the salad. I think I'm going to take a page out of your book here. I do do like the idea of a burger. Yeah. So I'm going to go there for one. Yeah. Or burger-based sandwich. So like... Possible patty melt. That's thrown in there. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Not like a a chicken strip sandwich. That's not really a burger. Oh, no, that's it's, it's like that's on the limited time offers from Waterburger. Like I haven't gotten a burger from Waterburger since the Buffalo chicken strip sandwich. That's came just out. what I did get one. Oh, I so got good. one a few weeks ago. It's pretty good. Yeah. I I wish, I wish the the tenders were like coated in the sauce and not just like drizzled. Just on drizzled. Top. Yeah. Anyways, um, the other thing because of the variety you can get out of it maybe have to go with like chicken wings. Oh, that's pretty good. But that's just a lot of, cause you, you, it's a lot of different Ooh. sauces. It's a lot of chicken, a lot of like red meat, not red meat. No, dark no. Meat. no, it's white meat. Wings are white meat. Are they? Yeah. It's the top half of the bird, bro. Okay. Um, so it's good for you basically. <laughs> I mean, you, you can get them fried, you can get them baked, smoked. Yes. But you, you can go like, you can go dry, you can go dry, you can go barbecue style. Um, okay. Okay. You dips. lemon pepper, lemon pepper wet. Yep. Oh yeah. You can go spicy. You can go like I said. I you can experiment with blue cheese or ranch oh. or. Any, oh, you don't like blue cheese. Those, are, does, those are bad. He doesn't That's like right. blue cheese. What about like sweet and sour sauce or something? Maybe if you had a kind of a teriyaki well, one. Yeah. Well, well, Asian. Be kind influence. of fun to. That'd be fun to dip. Caribbean jerk, Asian zinc. Yeah. These, are, these are specific names. Those are specific. Sauces from B-dubs. Those are registered trademarks. Probably. But, yeah, be, because of the okay, the variety there you can go with. I was thinking, you know, what didn't make the cut but was close was pizza. Because mm. it's, you can, you can change that up a lot too. Like thin crust versus. Chicago deep dish. Yeah, versus, you know, you just the crust itself will completely change a pizza yeah and then the toppings are endless i like it so that was that was a thought with the salad on the side oh my gosh don't put the salad <laughs> i just there's just times where man i just need some greens i can't i don't I, I think i just would i would lose it i would lose it eating just carbs and fat for the rest of my life i go but i want it so bad so you know one out of 20 times i'd have that salad instead all right, let's go back to question number one for a second. I found the video. I found a video of it. Oh. One, because I was looking for the wrong game. So was it taken me. on someone's razor? No. <laughs> oh, so it's more recent. This is where he sets up other people too. Very good for Reddy and Mooney on the wings. All right, so it's Jarrett Culver hitting the the three to go up seven against Michigan State. I was looking for it in the Gonzaga game, 
that's why I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So that was the dagger. Dagger three versus Michigan State to punch the ticket national title game. That's right. That's pretty good. That's a good memory. All right. Kyle had one more question for us. Hold on, though. Hold on. Hold on. What? You got... What do you got now? What are you up to now? Please don't... Oh, it's an ad. Hold on. I don't know what you're doing over there. What are you doing over there? Um... I'm going to get the un-Titanic version of that clip. Good, because I couldn't hear anything but Celine Dion's angelic voice. I'm so sorry for that, everybody. Already and Mooney on the wings. Culver got the separation. Oh, oh. I bet you wake up my, my child. <laughs> I never yeah. noticed that just kind of dull monotone. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, if I woke her up. <laughs> I don't hear anything. We'll find out. She'd probably come out here and... Dad, what are you doing? And go... That's how she talks now. Oh. She has her own language. It's good times. Yeah. It's easy okay. to understand. Question four. Final question from Kyle's Razor Power. If you were stuck on an island trying to survive for un an unknown amount of time, which Texas Tech head coach would you want on the island with you? I'm assuming it has to be a current Texas Tech head coach. Well, I'm gonna That's go how I took it. I'm going to go current. What? And I'm, I'm having a hard time deciding between Tim Tadlock and Chris Beard. I'm throwing a curveball in. I'm throwing because Wes Kitley in there. Why? Well, hold on. Yeah, let's let's get to your why first before I... I, I, just, I just like the cut of his jib. Cut of his jib. Yeah. Okay. He's he's been he's been uh, a successful coach for twenty years. He coaches all these kids in all these different sports. So he has a lot of different skills. So what if we needed to scale a wall? <laughs> okay, that, that's where you're going. I was what going if we needed like to jump jump a, a lake? He could he could help train me jump a jump lake. a lake. <laughs> Let's be realistic. What if we need to jump a, a very small stream? He could help train me to jump across that stream. You could just ford it or swim it. I don't know. I don't know. We don't. We might have any supplies. Just walk. So, uh, so I've got uh, Kitley's kind of in my head because I think he could coach me up. He could get me to the point where um, maybe I could go for help somehow. Okay, so I went with like pure entertainment value. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're stuck with those two guys, either one, I think you'd be pretty well entertained whether it's just the off the wall stuff you get from Chris Beard his music takes um yeah his his food recommendations like man I, this one place like he'd have like us an itinerary built of a food road trip to take through the state of Texas once we got back right and that would be kind of a fun conversation <laughs> to have. that burger place over there and post and yeah so you could always have something to look forward to it, he would give you hope yeah so when we get back, we're going to... Which is important when you're... When we land in marooned. Galveston, here's where we're going first. Okay, that's pretty good. And Tadlock's one of those old school baseball guys that like, you know, just has like the 52 gallons of diesel fuel story. <laughs> Entertainment value, like, man, that's, that's, that's gold, man. Yeah, well, and not just that, but 
he's he, I think he'd keep you calm. Oh yeah. We just, like, to, we just need to make it to the next day. There's no need to get upset. Just Let's take it one day. At stay time. here one day at a time. Prime Rest Mortgage, brought to you by Prime West Mortgage. <laughs> oh my goodness. Was that it? Was that good? No. Oh okay. Of course it probably wasn't. Anyways, so that, that's that's my take. Yeah, those are hard to beat. I, I mean, believe me, those were on my list too. But I just kind of wanted to throw a Kitley in there because I thought he he could coach me up to. Uh, possibly jump over something that needs to be jumped over or through. Okay. <laughs> um, last thing I had before we get to what we learned, going yard. Um, it's this this time of the season, if you've got the, the turf-type tall fescue that you're Which lawn, no one does. Oh, I do. No, there's definitely some... There's plenty of tall fescue in Lubbock. There's great... But are they listening? Oh, that's the true. That's true. We're not. We're not just. <laughs> we don't have just a Lubbock listening audience. Um, if you do have the tall fescue, this is the time of season where it's trying to seed. It's trying to put out seed, which most of the current cultivars are sterile, anyways. And it would take a long time for the seed to be ready. Anyways, what happens is it puts out the seed heads. It's a different texture of grass. When you cut it, it actually breaks and doesn't actually. It doesn't cut. So after a couple of days your lawn gets like a, a brown look to it because all the, the top growth of the grass is torn and not cut, and it, it frays and browns. The struggle is real right now. I'm sorry. The lawn looks good. It's growing out. I'm it sorry looks good. for you. There's just some brown spots because of the fescue trying to seed itself, even though it's sterile. Um, the other thing that we did this past weekend, Saturday, we finally finally planted some flowers in that little flower bed out front of our house. Oh yeah. I couldn't tell you what we planted because I, I walked into the nursery on Frankfurt and between, got, the, got the pretty ones. <laughs> I got the owner to tell me what to buy. I'll have some of the yellow. <laughs> so ironically <laughs> enough, I didn't buy any yellow. What? <laughs> it's like pink, red, purple. Okay. Anyways, um, I walked in and said, Hey, I have a small flower bed on the front of my house. House is west facing, gets plenty of sun. I want annuals. He said, you want this, 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 this. Pick your colors, however many you want. I was like, cool. And I did it. And then I came home and I dug up the front part of the flower bed, planted it out. Yeah. And now we're still there. Rocking and rolling. Man, it's going to be a whole different world once we get back over to HQ South. Yeah, you can see like, man, this looks like a... Who is yeah. this? Who's this guy? Who's this so, professional? We're, we're, we're testing out if my green thumb for grass translate to flowers. Ah. I, I'm actually not confident at all. You'll be fine. Be fine. So, what did we learn this week, Michael? I learned that I am enjoying the smartwatch experience. That's right. You I took the plunge. took the plunge. You are now a smartwatch owner slash wearer. Yes, and I'm trying to figure out how to wake it up and not look like a complete tool. <laughs> you got that like... <laughs> the, the aggressive spin. Well, like you of, raise your arm ah! and then you like flick the wrist. Yeah. Whole well, arm twist. What I'm, what I'm trying to do is flick the wrist before I bring the arm up. <laughs> and that, so it's not quite as obvious, but um, then there's other times where I just sit there and like nothing happens and I just look like the biggest moron and I have to hit the button. No, I actually meant you to turn on. Come on. But yeah, it, I'm really enjoying, I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying it. It's 
Remind us again what you got. I got the, okay, I'd had it kind of narrowed down between the Samsung Frontier S, sorry, Samsung S2 or 3 Frontier, I think, and the Fossil Gen 4 Explorist, and I went with the Fossil, and mainly I went with that because um, I wanted to stick with uh, Google's operating system instead of creating a Samsung account and, you know, only being able to download apps available on Samsung's uh, platform. So I opted for that and also just because I like fossil watches in general. And I've really been pleased with it. It's It's been a lot of fun to mess around with. And it has, and this is what I expected it to do, but I didn't really tell anyone because I think they thought I'd be crazy. It has kept me off my phone more interesting because I have this watch you know my instead of my phone beeping or me thinking oh crud I think I missed a text I better check my phone and then you check your phone and then you've been on Facebook for 10 minutes or you You get distracted by yeah exactly you just check your phone you think oh well I was gonna look this up while I had it out and so now it's just really easy 15 minutes later you're finally getting to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) or you forgot and you set it down and oh oh, yeah I was gonna do that yeah I was gonna check my emails and anyway so it has actually kept me off my phone, which is, I think is good. That was kind of what I was hoping it would do, which didn't make a lot of sense to people, I'm sure. But it's super easy to just look at my watch and go, oh, I don't have any notifications. Well, there's no need to pull my phone out. I'll just enjoy life <laughs> right now and not feel like I'm missing something. So I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the experience. I've got the, I've got the silicone band for when I work out, and then I've got a leather one that I can wear if I want to try to class it up a little bit. Speak to this working out. Do you work out? I do. When? In the mornings. Do you get up early? Six. Not every morning. And it really, it's it's a recent thing. I, I go back and forth. Um, this is my third week of being consistent after several weeks of not. And so that'll happen. You know, I'll have weeks of doing it and then weeks of not. And then we, anyway, so, so goes life. Are you a member of a gym? Yes. Okay. You're official. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I get up at six. I go to the gym. I work out. I work out. I watch an episode of TV while I'm on the elliptical, basically. <laughs> and then I very cool. And I come back home and take a shower and go to work. Then I want my goal is to do it three at least three times a week. Um, I'd really prefer to be going four times a week, but my goal is three. So. Any of the, th- any three times, Monday through Saturday, that's when I try to do it before everyone's awake. So yeah, this has been cool. It's been a fun thing to have something else to mess with in the mornings. Just like, I don't know, I'm tracking my heart rate and keep up my calories and I can tell it what I'm doing and it's, nice. and it's I, I took, I haven't jogged in years, mm-hmm. but I woke up early on Saturday morning to go to, for jog? to, go to the gym and it wasn't open because I'm an idiot and I forgot to double check the Saturday hours. And, uh, so I thought, well, shoot, I'm up. So I just drove home and then I jogged around the neighborhood. Of course I was exhausted, (laughs) but the phone, it has GPS too. So it kept up, you know, I left Mm -hmm. my phone here. I mean, sorry, the watch has GPS. And so it kept up with my steps and how far I went and my pace, which was miserably slow. And, uh, it did not keep up with how sore my shins were for the rest of the week. 
in, in like the top of my ankles, which I didn't even, so like never experienced that before. That was always my biggest detractor to trying to jog or run. Is it like my gait while running? It's so hard on my shins. Oh yeah. Like yeah. It, and I've got big, heavy feet and, Oh no, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm with, it's not a habit I'm going to start because it, yeah, it's painful. That's the whole allure of the elliptical is I have bad ankles. I have mediocre knees and I get shin splints pretty easy. Yeah. Cause I too. even when I would jog on a treadmill years ago, I thought I was taking it easy and then. And then I wasn't, so I've just pretty much given up on it, but it was just kind of out of necessity. I got up at six o'clock on a Saturday morning. I'm like, well, I'm already up. I'm up. I should do yeah. something. I'm not just going to sit around, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you that you just like, well, the gym's closed. I'm going to go grab some donuts and go home. Oh man. I've really thought about <laughs> it. I didn't have my wallet with me though. Oh, okay. I'm in the habit of not taking it with me just because, because one less thing to carry. <laughs> and also one less temptation, like, right. Man, the donut shop's right there. Yeah. Or man, I wonder if. I can go through the build your own burrito line yet at United. All the stuff's fresh. It's pretty good. That's um, what I learned. I do like my smartwatch. I'm having fun with it. And it's keeping me off my phone, which has been great. So I would say the one thing I learned, um, maybe not learned, but like remembered or relearned. Um, Hobbs America a fragile society oh no that they had a little bit of rain this week how'd they do um they lost their minds <laughs> what are you talking about um so we are trying to get our son registered for kindergarten which is a scary process in and of itself because like we're getting ready to turn him over to a school wow um, does he start kindergarten this year in the fall mm-hmm. man one of the things that we've been having the most trouble with is his shot records because he's been to two pediatricians oh. in two cities and two states. Um, he's missing his 12-month shots on his official record. But his previous, like he was with a pediatrician from like day one. He saw the pediatrician the day he was born. Never missed an appointment. Um, pediatrician shows that he was at his 12-month appointment but could not access his medical records to tell what shots he received that day. So he's missing some shots on his shot record that he can't, I can't register from school until he has a complete shot record. Oh, great. Well, this rain knocked out their medical record system. It's like, it's great to have an electric medic, electronic medical record until just a little bit of rain and Hobbs America bring it all crashing down. What happened? Was it, in a puddle did <laughs> the servers are under what I have no idea. I mean, that's, that's gotta be what it is. Cause even if, if the electricity caused it to go out, there's, I, I just, I just picture that it has to be damaged. I have no if there's idea. a big hole in the roof. There's just <laughs> water just pouring onto these servers somewhere. Um, it's just some, it's just some guy's floppy disk. <laughs> three and a half inch. Disc. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh, I sat on it and broke it <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I have to get a new one of those. Yeah, I thought that was just some hard candy. He sends it off to like some national service. Like, can you help me recover this? Yeah, I've got I've got at least one point one megs of data on this thing. I've <laughs> got to get that get that off of there. I got to back this up somewhere else. So yeah, um, well, we're dealing with that. So we haven't been able to register him yet for kindergarten out there at a good old Cooper East. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's also been fun dealing with the current pediatrician who somehow lost my signed medical release form that I gave them like on Thursday. So when I called him today to follow up on it, I was like, Hey, have you heard back? I'm like, Oh, actually let me check on that. And like five minutes later. So they said that they can tell us if we send over a signed medical record release. It's like, yeah, I did that. Like, well, something happened to it. We needed to do the signing. Well, at least they, at least they said it there. Well, something happened to it. So I had to go back in today and sign another one. But like they were ready for it. Like the fo- the form was completely filled out. I just basically had to sign it. They know they messed up. Yeah. Um, so that's that. We're getting ready to enroll little Ace into kindergarten. That's crazy. Kids growing up right before our eyes. Also found out today his current daycare does not pick up at Cooper Elementary Schools for after school care. So we'll have to find out. We'll have to find somewhere new to take him. Apparently, well, they have that's like, fun to yeah. figure out four months before school starts. Three. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Three. Which I'm hoping there's still some space. So they're they're actually opening up an, a Tiny Tots U, basically in, at the intersection of 138th and University. So it's right across from the new Beaten Bow model home slash office. Gotcha. At okay. the entrance of our neighborhood, also along the entrance road of Cooper East Elementary School. So it's like... Really wouldn't have to go anywhere. Like probably Very just convenient. Walk, walk down and go pick them up. Yeah. Um, it's under construction. And the one, I hate calling people, but like the info contact us email, no responses. I was like, I need to know if you're going to be open in the fall. Yeah. And if they're accepting people or if they've already enrolled people or what's going on. Yeah. This building is not complete, but I would like to put my kid in it in the fall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Please, please let me put my child in this unfinished uh, building because it would be super super convenient if it's just right there oh yeah it'd be, it'd be perfect because if not then we have to find somewhere else that has openings it's not a cost us an arm and leg I, everybody thinks that like once your kid's out of daycare it's like oh you, you're getting a another paycheck well we start to pay for after school care and they know what you were paying for full-time daycare and they charge you just a little bit less than that. It's like make you feel like you're sort of getting a deal, but you're also hold on. You're watching him for two hours a day. Whereas the other guys are watching for 10. (laughs) Oh yeah. Or 10. And I'm spending 50 bucks less a week. Yeah. You're getting a break. That's what I learned. I'm getting screwed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Um, we're going to hit play on this song. I actually closed the window. So, it may not be in the same spot. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us again on the 23 Personnel Podcast. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.